Hello, everyone. Welcome to Sunday Stories at Six. My name is Fatima Jaffer, and today we're doing things a little bit differently. So instead of the usual updates and stories, today I'm going to be talking about what lobbying actually is. So before I became a lobbyist, I actually thought that lobbying was just arguing with your representatives and going back and forth and back and forth, and eventually not getting anywhere. That's exactly what I thought a lobbyist, a lobbyist was, and surprisingly, I still decided to become one because I love arguing for some reason. But besides that,、um, I joined the Friends Committee on National Legislation. So I've talked briefly on what that is, but I really didn't go that much in depth. So for those of you that don't know, the Friends Committee on National Legislation lobbies Congress and the administration to advance peace. Justice, opportunity, and environmental environmental stewardship. It was founded by、um, Quakers. So, for those of you that don't know what Quakers are, they are a religious society of Friends. And even though I am not Quaker, they do accept anyone and everyone that is willing to join them. So, what they do is they lobby on Capitol Hill, and they work with a bunch of grassroots networks with. Tens and thousands of people across the country to advance policies and priorities that are established by the general committee. It's a nonpartisan organization, and it seeks to live out their values with integrity, simplicity, and peace. And so, like I said, they are accepting of whoever you are and whatever your religious affiliation is. So, although I'm not Quaker, like I've said, I do do very, very highly emphasize the values of integrity, simplicity, and peace. So, I decided, you know what? Why not apply? Why not join them? And here I am today. Now I am officially a lobbyist, an advocator, and an organizer. So. I've had a lot of questions on. All right, well, Fatima, I want to lobby with you, but I don't know what that means. What does that even mean? That sounds pretty scary.、Um, why would I want to do that if you know I've never done that before and I have absolutely no idea what that is? Well, I'm here to tell you that lobbying is actually what everyone has been doing on these podcasts. Lobbying is not arguing. Lobbying is sharing your story and sharing the importance of certain bills to your legislators. So, like I've said in my previous podcasts, a lot of legislators want to know what you find important. But the problem is, is that sometimes they just don't have enough time. We know that a lot of legislators are busy with a hundred different things, right? So a lot of bills tend to get neglected. A lot of bills tend to get passed over and not looked at, unless they know that their constituents view those bills within a matter of urgency. So, my job as a lobbyist. Is to recruit other constituents to put these bills in the face of our representatives, and the way that we do that is, like I said, you know, we're not going to go to their office, we're not going to meet virtually with them and say, "Hey, you better introduce this bill right now. You better vote on this bill right now because we're mad, and you know, we're going to come in there and we're going to light everything on fire unless you do this." We're definitely not going to do this.、Um, 
what we're going to do is we are going to set aside a meeting with our legislator. So for example, I have a lobby visit scheduled for October the 12th. So for those of you that are listening and that are interested in joining me on October the 12th, please shoot me an email. I will love to have you on that lobby visit. So what we actually do is we actually all gather together. So it's a, it's a bunch of people that um, a lot of them don't know each other, but if you do know each other, that's cool too. Um, but a lot of them just don't know each other. And what we do is we just come together and we tell our senators or we tell the office of our senators why we think this bill is important and why we think this bill is needed within our own communities. So a typical lobby visit is going to go something like this. It's probably going to be online, you know, because of COVID and because of safety concerns. It's probably going to be online over the phone or on Zoom. So we all come together. It's a bunch of us. There's a group leader and the group leader introduces themselves and introduces the rest of the group to the senator or the representative for the senator. We introduce ourselves, we talk about, you know, how everything is going and, you know, just a little side conversation on thank you so much for what the representative or the senator has done so far on the matter that we are presenting to them. So, for example, with the HR6 Dream and Promise Act, we would say thank you so much for the initiatives that Senator XYZ has done on immigration reform thus far. However, I would like to present this bill, and this case is the HR6 Dream and Promise Act, to you. And this is exactly why I think this bill is important. So the group leader would start by sharing their story. The group leader would say something like, you know, I think the HR6 uh, Dream and Promise Act is very important because as a child of immigrants, my parents came here um, from Tanzania on a work and education visa and it took them so long to actually gain citizenship but unfortunately other people weren't so lucky and they had to go back to their country of origin and you know I would keep going for as long as I wanted but I wouldn't keep it too long I would just keep it very brief and then I would introduce the next person and the next person would say hello thank you so much for having me um here is my story and this is why I think that this bill is very important and then he would move on to the next person and the next person and the next person And then, of course, you would give time for the representative to talk. The representative would either would either say, um, yes, you know, I hear your stories, but I don't think that this bill is something that the senator would sign. Or he would either say he or she would either say, you know, I completely agree with you. I love these stories. These are great stories that we need to have in order to um, bring up the importance of this bill to other legislators. So. What do you do in the case that this uh, representative says, you know, the senator that you are talking with, the senator that you are advocating this bill for, doesn't really agree with the bill? What do you do in that case? Well, let me tell you. So, number one, you do not give up. So it's not like you're pushing them. It's not like you are forcing them to say no like you know i want you to say before i leave this conversation i want you to say that this senator is going to sign this bill because the reality of it is that's probably not going to happen because if 
it was the reality, it would have been done already. But the fact of the matter is, there needs to be more of an urgency to present these matters. So if the office of a senator is listening to all, all of these stories, there's one thing that you cannot deny no matter what the opinion of that senator is. And that is the experiences of all of those constituents. All of those constituents have, has their own story. And all of the constituents has their own experiences that nobody has the right to deny. So as somebody that represents those constituents, you cannot brush off those experiences and act like they're not a big deal. You have to do something as a leader to make sure that all of the voices of your constituents are heard. So even if the senator or the office of the senator isn't, you know, that hyped about signing this bill, they are going to bring this issue up in their office. And the more people that come to share their story, the more they're going to view this matter as a matter of urgency. Because it's not something that is going to be neglected again. It's not something that's going to be brushed under the bush again. It's going to be something that they're hearing. It's going to be something that they are now listening and they're now aware of. So that's that. What we are going to do next is I'm going to tell you, all right, so if that happens, the group leader will tend to, um, will lead that conversation. So you don't have to worry. If you're on a lobby visit and that happens to you and your senator or your office of your senator is not, you know, being the greatest to you, your group leader will tend to handle that in a more professional manner. Your group leader will say, all right, you know, thank you so much for your time, um, but I want you to know that this matter is not something that we want to just neglect. And then the group leader will follow up with the staffer or the senator, depending on who can meet with the group, and we'll follow a next visit or what the senator plans to do about this issue that his or her constituents is bringing up to him or her. All right, so that is your typical lobby visit. I do want to explain why I'm so passionate on advocating for the HR6 Dream and Promise Act. So like I've said in the previous podcast, The H.R. 6 Dream and Promise Act is actually going to be one of the first bills that introduces a pathway towards citizenship. So as we have heard with all of these other stories, the pathway towards citizenship is not easy. It tends to take so many, so many years, like 10 or 12 or 15 or even 20 years to even get a chance to be considered for citizenship. That doesn't even guarantee citizenship. A lot of people think that it's so easy, and the reality of it is that it is not. So, what does the HR6 Dream and Promise Act even do? Well, like I've said before, it establishes a roadmap to U.S. citizenship for immigrant youth and current or potential holders of temporary protected status or deferred enforced departure. 
The HR6 Dream and Promise Act would provide conditional permanent residence status on a roadmap to a lawful permanent residence status and eventually U.S. citizenship for immigrant youth who entered the United States before the age of 18, have four or more years of residency, and who have graduated from high school or the equivalent. The bill would also provide an opportunity for people who are currently or who may be eligible for TPS or DED and have three or more years of residence in the United States to apply for LPR status and eventually U.S. citizenship. So those acronyms that I'm using, um, remember that TPS is Temporary Protected Status, DED is Deferred Enforced Departure, CPR is conditional permanent resident and LPR is lawful permanent residence. All right, this bill has been passed by the House of Representatives on June 4th. 2019. So the reason why we are advocating for this specific bill is because we are talking about immigrants who are already in this country. We are talking about not the different things that we can do on immigration reform that seem very, very unrealistic right now. We're talking about the people that are here. We're talking about the status that they have, the fear that they have on their backs. And we're talking about providing at least one pathway towards citizenship so that we can at least provide a stepping stone for immigration reform. There's a whole bunch of things that we need to do for immigration reform. But this is only the start. And the best way to start with immigration reform is to start with those who are already in this country as it is. And that is why we are advocating for the HR6 Dream and Promise Act. Thank you so much for listening on today's episode on how to lobby. For next week's episode, we are sharing the stories again of our constituents and our community members around us. Before this episode, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. If you would like to join me on a lobby visit, or if you would like a little bit more of a detailed process of how to lobby, please contact me at fj15 at my.fsu.edu. Again, that's fj15 at my.fsu.edu. Thank you so much and have a great week, everyone. See you all next Sunday at 6.